cold world that is mm-hmm. this is Orda Energy Mon back in the studio live and in person and we are celebrating that the sun came out today <laughs> it did it, I yeah. saw it so this is your community spirit on your community radio station and we are live and in person and we're going to talk a little bit about <laughs> the State of the Union address but first our website of the week. How permaculture works. Now, the website of the week is a very long one, so you can either try to write it down or you can get on our newsletter. We do send out everything we talk about on this show as an email. Our email address is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Today's website of the week, How Permaculture Work, HowStuffWorks.com, and do a search for permaculture, because this address is way too long. Uh, (laughs) Um, And the other website I came across doesn't completely pertain to us, because it's a United Kingdom website. It's called CD Sunday. Uh And what it is, is the first Saturday of February, uh, group of people get together and now it's almost a thousand people get together the first Sunday of February and do a seed exchange does anybody want to do a seedy Sunday locally uh, yeah we can start the tradition here in the US yeah um, this is a very good idea I have lots of seeds from all over the world 
Actually, the only tomatoes that survived the heat that I planted last year was some tomato seeds I had got in Israel. Mm -hmm. So they were able to handle the high heat that we got. Most of my tomatoes burst in the high heat. Well, we had a lot of water, and so they got full of water, and then those water got hot, and they burst yeah, open. Yeah, <laughs> it explodes. Yeah, so most of my tomatoes did not survive. Um, let's do a seed swap. Please email me, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and I don't know where we could do it, but the first Sunday of the month, that's this Sunday, right? Yeah. Well... Is that this? Yeah, it is. Time flies when you have it. It's fun. like in two days. Yeah, two days. If anybody wants to do it right away, otherwise we could try to schedule it for next Sunday. But um, yeah. Seed Swap Sunday. No, two days is the 30th. Oh, well. <laughs> so we got a week to prepare. <laughs> All right. So if you would like to do a seedy Sunday, <laughs> sounds like most people's weekends. <laughs> most people have the seedy Friday and Saturday. <laughs> now you can have a seedy Sunday. All right. <laughs> so... <coughs> Let's talk about the State of the Union a little bit. Yeah. You know, this this first one makes me wonder. Uh, I'm starting to think Obama is not listening to our radio show. <laughs> <laughs> if or he had only listened... Or yeah. the people. Or the people. <laughs> if he had only tuned in to WDBX 91.1, you know, uh, 10 a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> well, let's email him a link to the show. Yeah. Like, you have his personal address, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it, available... Yeah, his uh, his uh, un- unofficial personal address, you know. Nobody has his personal address, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what, what well, are we talking about? Yes. But, uh, yes, I'm sure if uh, he had heard about uh, this show, he would have mentioned it. But uh, leader slip. Obama was wrong not to mention. It doesn't say letter change. slip. It's leader slip. Leader slip, yeah. <laughs> or not leader hosen slip. Yeah. The leader has slipped up. He slipped up. He forgot to mention climate change. Now, it's one of those honest mistakes, you know, I'm sure. That, uh, I just had so many things to talk about. I didn't mention climate change. But uh, <laughs> he didn't do it. Well, He, did he mentioned in uh, 2009, he spoke of saving our planet from the ravages of climate change. In 2010, he mentioned the overwhelming scientific evidence on climate change. But in 2011, fresh off the hottest year on record, Obama said... Nothing. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, you forgot the sound effect. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Nothing. It didn't even come up. Was this a failure on Obama's part or his speechwriter's part? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I always told the person responsible for the words that come out of their mouth, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, if someone else wrote it for him, he could have looked at it and said, well, wait a minute, you forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you would like more reactions to the State of the Union or the so-to... The so to the state of the union. Yeah, um, you would have to get on our newsletter, and you huh. can find more information. Otherwise, flipping the script. Obama's energy gambit: a call for less coal. Did you really say that? I didn't read that in there anywhere. Yeah, but Obama offered up ambitious c- goals in his State of the Union: eighty percent clean energy, eighty percent access to high speed rail. A million electric cars. The goals don't have any policy force. That's right. They are offered as a signaling device, attempts to frame political debates to come. I actually got called by uh, Channel 3 News, and they wanted my uh, opinion on what he said when he said 80% clean. 
clean energy <laughs> yeah. by 2035. But the first question the reporter said, what do you think of Obama saying 80% renewable energy by 2035? And I was like... He didn't say that. He, he said didn't clean. say that. He said clean. And literally, it's one sentence in the whole speech. Yeah. He said, we need 80% clean energy by 2035. Some people want wind and solar. Yeah. Some people want um, clean coal, nuclear, and natural gas. Now... Um, we already know that there's no such thing as clean coal. <laughs> yeah. We already know that um, nobody can afford to build a new power plant. I'm um, not a new power plant. New nuclear. A new nuclear plant. Although, in this latest bill, there's supposed to be 55 billion dollars for nuclear power plants. And um, we just found out that a report just got released in the last week that natural gas is no longer considered clean. Uh, yeah. It's actually got a thousand times as much pollution as we thought it did. Uh, yeah. So, um, what does that leave? Um, well, it, it leaves uh, some renewable energy out there. It does. You know, and and it, it sounded to me, the way he phrased it, I mean, he tries to make it sound good. Like he's, when he says clean energy, it's sort of implying in the, the minds of the, the green-minded people, oh, it's going to be solar panels or wind, you know. But he's, he really throws out all these different types of energy, and he's saying, whoever lobbies me the hardest is going to get the most energy. You know, if the nuclear people come to me and really push me, we'll make a bunch of nuclear plants and call it clean. If the, if the coal people come to me and push me, we'll make a bunch of coal plants and call it green. But at the same time, like in the next sentence, he says, I mean, we have to work together. Yeah. And so he's really saying that there's, you know, one um, group of people who want clean energy as solar and wind. Yeah. And there's the other group of people who control Congress now who want um, clean coal and um, nuclear plants. <laughs> so we have to compromise in some way. <laughs> now, if we truly wanted either of them, we would get rid of every subsidy for either of them <laughs> and let them compete. I could have sworn this was, what is it, a free market economy. <laughs> so why does nuclears need $55 billion to keep going? If it is such a good product, uh, yeah. um, s bankers would back it. Bankers are backing solar and wind. Yeah, they're why? not backing nuclear. They're scared. <laughs> well, it's not scared. It's um, Well, that's true. The insurance company is yeah. no longer backing nuclear. Because they're scared. Yeah. But the bankers aren't backing nuclear because no construction company can tell them how much it would cost to now build a nuclear plant. Yeah. That's a simple fact. It costs too much to build. Um, now, later on, well, I could flip to it right now. I have a news article about how world energy use could be reduced by 73% very easily. Energy efficiency. Just energy efficiency. All hail the power of using energy more efficiently. <laughs> study after study after study after study has shown, along with energy conservation, energy efficiency is probably the most important component of getting a handle on humanity's growing energy use. Worldwide, we have about a 4% increase a year in energy use. China... It's about a 50% increase in it because, you know, all the manufacturing is shifting over there. Yeah. So um, what's the difference between energy conservation and energy efficiency? I know this, but I want to... Okay. <laughs> I, now... I want to hear. <laughs> for years, it's been kind of the same. 
But, and you will find things where they are kind of blended together. Yeah. In my mind, energy conservation is the ability for someone to use less energy by changing their habits. Yeah, by sort of using less services, like turning the thermostat down, you know, uh, going less travel to places. Right. They they have, um, you know, figured out ways to utilize energy most efficiently by adapting their habits to when energy is most expensive or most cheap. Yeah. Versus energy efficiency, you would um, buy a car that gets more miles to the gallon. Instead of, you know, turning the thermostat down yourself, you would buy a programmable thermostat and it would do it for you. Yeah. So uh, energy efficiency, in my mind, is a product you buy to utilize the energy most efficiently. Yeah. So. And, you know, insulation is another good example, too. That's if you're if you don't have good insulation in your house, then all that energy just leaks out. Yep. You're heating. It's it's like you know, are you trying to heat and air condition the outside world? <laughs> well, I mean, you you comp- you do global warming in two ways. <laughs> you p- burn the coal to make the electricity, and then you let the heat escape out your windows. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you would like to read the whole report on how you can reduce world energy use by seventy three percent. Um, get on our newsletter or go to newscientist.com. Yeah. It's and a that, magazine. Yeah. That 73% an important figure. You know, that's a whole gen- probably a whole generation's worth of energy use growth. <laughs> and a lot of it is, you know, in large-scale w- changing society. I mean, there are whole communities that have um, set it up that there is no need for the car, for example. Mm-hmm. That everything you have ready access to all your uh, necessities and amenities, um, and there's actually a website. Let's see. Here we go. Walk score. Yeah, walk score. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's uh, walkscore dot com. Yeah, they've been uh, gaining popularity as a tool for gauging walkability of a neighborhood. And I actually did a search for my own home. And I got a score of 77%. (laughs) But it said um, 12% of the homes in Carbondale were more walkable. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, I mean, 77, that means you could get a 99% walkability score. Is that right? 12? (laughs) So, I think it was 11 or 12%. So, there's actually homes in Carbondale who get a score of 99. Yeah. And what it was, it, I mean, it, it literally figured out how close you were to, like, a grocery store to a place to go eat, to, um, I mean, you know, it um, looked and created a score based on, you know, what stuff you have in your area. Yeah, basically if you can get all your needs met by walking to wherever you need to go. Yeah, so um, so type in your house and see. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. Now, of course, my farm out in t- the boonies th- is not walkable, <laughs> yeah. which is why I moved to town. So, yeah, you can get some uh, energy efficiency by uh, either walking or going short car trips instead of going the twenty-minute drive each time. And um, they do have. I mean, you can. Let's say you travel and you need to find out what's within walking distance of your hotel. This right here is a great, great tool. Walkscore dot com. So, hmm. pretty fun, huh? Yeah. So. All right. Did we want to get to any other news or go ahead to the holidays? 
Well, let's see. Should we talk about sex or should <laughs> we talk about trains? Or should we talk about sex on trains? <laughs> let's talk about both. Okay, you talk about I'll sex and I'll talk about trains. Or no, here, yeah. ready. Oh, oh. <laughs> Rock, scissor. Oh, okay, you win. No, wait, I win. No, you won. <laughs> so I talk about trains. He, he had scissors, I got uh, paper. <laughs> All right. On the rails again. We need trains to win the future. So get over that deficit hysteria. That's right. High-speed rail systems do not materialize with the snap of the finger or the uttering of inspiring words in a State of the Union speech. They cost money, public money. If we lose the will to revive our train system, we, to twist up Obama's money phrase from Tuesday night, lose the future. (laughs) So, I think we're actually... I mean, there's been some serious money being thrown around for high-speed rail systems. Yeah, there has. And the two things I'd really like to see is the high-speed rail between uh, St. Louis and Chicago, which is part of Obama's earlier plans. I don't know if it's still in there. And also uh, more light rail, too, in, in urban areas. Like, I, I've heard talk that there used to be a rail system between Marion and Carbondale and Murfreesboro. And really? Yeah. I mean, I've heard. I've heard. I've never well, seen the photos. But well, I've there heard it there used is to be an there. old train track that's now, you know, that they've torn up. That's I, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'd, I'd like to see us reinstitute something like that. You know, a, a light rail system It would run, you know, between the cities. It would improve commerce between them. Yeah, very few people know about the, the metro in St. Louis. Um, if I'm going to pick up someone from the airport, I tell them to call me as soon as they land, and then they jump on the metro, which... You can get on at the airport, and then they can drive all the way to the very end of the line. And basically, it takes the same amount of time as me driving from Carbondale. And it saves like an hour and a half drive time to the airport. Yeah. (laughs) So they land, they call me, I drive towards them, they get on the train, and we meet at Shiloh, which is the very end of the line of the metro. And it's like an an extra hour and a half drive if I kept driving in the car. Yeah. So that works out really good. I have yet to have it where I drop someone off there and they ride to the right, airport. To it, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you want to spend a little extra time with whoever you're dropping off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's see. Right. That would be good. So, yeah. So, should I get to this one now? We got time for it. Should we talk about sex, <laughs> baby? Okay. It's a quick one. <laughs> it's a quickie. <laughs> uh, sex used by police as a strategy to disrupt protests. What? Naked uh, police? Yes, apparently a prominent protester came out as an undercover cop and expressed remorse for deceiving activist comrades. Uh, But then there's news of uh, sexual liaisons with protesters and another undercover agent uh, who even married one of his targets. So uh, this is is very strange and weird to think about, you know, tampering with people's personal lives just because you're investigating their activist group. Yeah, but I mean... When when you get that close to somebody, you're going to get close to them. Yeah. I mean, but mm. here they're saying that it's not only... Not only an incidental thing that's happening, but... It's it's an actual d- deliberate police tactic. Yeah, they're saying go out there and ha- you know seduce these people in order to distract them, infiltrate them. 
Well, I'll throw out there, I would be very distracted if a beautiful undercover federal agent came and, you you're know. <laughs> Tree Song, you're going to have to become much more of a heavy-duty activist I'm so gonna that they'll to, come yeah. after you. They're going to have to send people after me to do that. There you go. So <laughs> It's my one of my inspiration number seven for the day to become a heavy-duty activist. So what can you say right here on the air right now that the police will st- send someone after you? Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Undercover operations, they took it a little too seriously. Yes, they took it a little too under the covers. <laughs> so, all right. And we we do have a few tidbits in here for the people who just get the newsletter, um, pictures and links and videos. But we can't show a video on the air, so <laughs> you must yeah. get our newsletter. Uh, info at yourcommunityspirit.org to get the newsletter. Let's get to the holidays. Yes, holidays. Uh, a, a sad one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, thir- well, this was from Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday was the International Day of Commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust. And that was because yesterday was the anniversary of when Auschwitz, the, you know, the big concentration camp, was liberated. It's also the day of remembrance for victims of Nazism in Germany. And, you know, it's the the commemoration of the memory of the Holocaust. So if you forgot to remember it, you can remember you it today. Can remember it today, yeah. Um, don't remember it too much because today is fun at work day. Yes. <laughs> and you can have some fun telling all your um, colleagues about the Holocaust. That would be fun. <laughs> doesn't sound like much fun. but Well, no, I mean, to see how people talk about it. I yeah. mean, interaction and um, talking about issues talking should, about be, issues should is be fun. fun. Yeah. Getting mean, people raising awareness. So I think it's very important to continue to bring up, you know, the Holocaust because people didn't talk about it then yeah. and see what happened. Yeah, when they didn't talk about it then, that's how it happened. So, so talking about it now is important. So let's see, uh, other things coming up, uh, Saturday is Curmudgeon's Day. Uh, some people celebrate that every day, but Saturday is a special day for it. <laughs> it's also Free Thinkers Day. I wonder what the relationship is between those two. <laughs> Curmudgeon and Free Thinkers. Yeah, they, they th- think independently and act grumpy about it. It's also National Seed Swap Day on, coming up on Saturday. Oh, and Thomas Paine Day. No wonder it's Free Thinkers Day. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's also the anniversary of uh, the Seeing Eye Guide Guide Dogs. Their their training program. Okay, I was gonna say like there wasn't guide dogs before. They just appeared. They they mm-hmm. came out of the woods on that day and said, "We offer our services to you, humanity." <laughs> <laughs> it's also admission day for Kansas. We admitted that Kansas was part of the U.S. <laughs> we thought it over for a while. We're like, "All right, you, you get to be part of the U.S." Yeah. <laughs> Sunday is Inane Answering Machine Message Day. They're going to have to uh, change that because there's nobody yeah. has. Does anybody have an answering machine? So if, if they're you, rare. They do still exist. But if you rare. have an answering machine, please email me, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and tell me what your message is going to be for Inane Answering Machine Message Day. Maybe this can be the opportunity for my, uh, to convince my friend Dan to recreate his inane voicemail message that he had for probably a year or two. <laughs> it was hilarious, but it was a little long. <laughs> <laughs> and Sunday is the king's birthday in the country of Jordan. So maybe your message could be, Happy Birthday, King 
Huh? I don't know. That would yeah. be... <laughs> since you don't know him, that could be slightly inane. Monday. <laughs> I'm excited. It's Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Bubble Wrap? Bubble Wrap? <laughs> They're starting to not put bubble wrap in packages anymore. Yeah, it's a rare. It's a delicacy. I'm thinking of just going and buying, like, you know, a whole wall of it just, you know, to, like, <laughs> come at home and poke... The problem is once you start poking and popping, you can't stop. There's no mm. stopping once you start poking and popping. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just came up with a rhyme. So Yeah. Um, uh, inspire your heart with the arts day also on Monday. That's good. Tuesday is African American Coaches Day, Freedom Day, Hula in the Kula Day. <laughs> Excuse me? Now, Tuesday, so... Tuesday happens to be Working Naked Day. <laughs> so how come today is Fun at Work Day, but Tuesday is Working Naked Day? Sounds like two fun days in the work week. Yeah, why don't <laughs> why don't they, that that would be almost the same day? Yeah, you know. Well, I, I work at home, so maybe I'll have to practice Working Naked Day. <laughs> so, let's see. Yes, Wednesday is uh, uh, many holidays. Uh, Candle Mass, the Catholic holiday. Uh, Groundhog Day. Um, if the groundhog uh, sees the shadow, then there's going to be more winter. And if the groundhog doesn't, then there's going to be spring early. Um, is that a pagan ritual? Huh. It's actually, it's it's old folk uh, weather divination that actually kind of works. Because the thinking is, if it's cloudy out, then the spring rains have already come. So the weather is already starting to change. Okay. If it's still sunny out, then... There's going to be more winter because the rains haven't come. Ooh, we better get going here. We're talking and talking, and we're going to miss out on the happenings. The happenings, yeah. It, I do want to mention one more holiday in bulk. It's an important holiday to me, Wiccan holiday. Uh, it's actually related to the, this time of year because it's the midpoint between the solstice and the equinox. Hey, look, Heroes Day in Mozambique is next Thursday. And hmm. next Thursday is also the Chinese New Year. So well, Happy New Year. We have to pick, like, a couple of happenings here because we don't have much time. Yes. Saturday at the Guy House Interface Center, introduction to compassionate communication. That is Saturday at 1 p.m. And then today starts up Rice and Spice, the international slow food dinner. Today, cooking Indian with Razmeat. Just what is slow food? Well, you know what fast food is, right? Well, at a slow food dinner, people meet and cook together, taking their time to enjoy the company and savor the mead. Savor the mead. Savor <laughs> the meal. Meal. <laughs> we should have mead at a rice yeah, and spice sometime. That would be good. Mead so. and rice and spice. Any other happening you want to mention? We got. Oh, uh, yeah. We can mention Raise the Roof Party featuring Siwade uh, on uh, Saturday, February 5th, uh, 7 p.m. to midnight over at Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, they're going to have uh, music over there. Uh, they're working on raising raising funds for their center there. And there's going to be a dance party and a concert featuring the addictive beats of Siwade. Yeah. Um, now, so Saturday, yeah. not this Saturday, but next Saturday, 7 p.m. In the, house. in the community, next Tuesday, January 25th, Civil Union Community Forum at the Church of the Good Shepherd next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Please join the community about our state's new civil union bill presented by Equality Illinois. Again, at the Church of the Good Shepherd next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Yes, let's see. And also, 
Another happening, uh, uh, Wild Utah, America's Red Rock Wilderness. Uh, it's a presentation coming up at Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship on Saturday, February 5th, 3.30 p.m. Uh, Robert Redford narrates this multimedia slideshow about Utah's spectacular canyon country. It's part of the National Wilderness Preservation System. So it's a pretty short, 15-minute journey, but good time, good discussion. And this Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Newman Center, a benefit pasta dinner. This is a benefit for Habitat for Humanity of Jackson and Union Counties. Help them build houses for people who, well, need houses. Yeah, and that one is this Saturday. Uh, And, yeah, if you want more info on that, too, uh, Tony Manzella uh, by email or at 815-341-4511. Habitat for Humanity does really important work, so... It's a good one to get out there. And it's tomorrow. Yeah. Potluck reception for Mark Johnson, Church of the Good Shepherd, Tuesday, February 1st at 6 p.m. The Southern Illinois Peace Coalition is excited to announce that Mark Johnson, Executive Director of the Fellowship of Reconciliation, is coming to Carbondale. Again, that is next Tuesday, February 1st at 6 p.m. at the Church of the Good Shepherd. So this is a good chance to... Find out more about national peace. Yes. All right. But another exciting and informative, your community spirit. Yeah. Get out while the sun's shining. It's a nice, it's going to be a really, really nice weekend.